Okay, last call. Order now before I turn on the lights and you really see what's going on with yourselves. Oh, welcome back to another episode in the bar, in the bar room. This is the Last Call Podcast. My name's Ken. I'm Fab. I'm Dave. Now I'm pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us why you're mad. Yeah, I I took the biggest L, took the biggest meek about 15 minutes ago. Um, I'd like to spend a special shout out with one of my favorite fingers to Bank of America. Um, yeah, they, I, I was looking forward to get some Jamaican food, and uh, my my brand new card that I got a week ago isn't being read by ATMs or swiping. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So no curry goat for me, which I'm thrilled about. You about to get goat? I was about. To, I I went there initially to get the jerk chicken, mm-hmm. but then Ty said he wanted the curry goat, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I I kind of want to put curry goat too. And uh, I had my all my 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 taste buds all ready. You know, for the rice and peas, I was gonna get a festival too, and the, oh, he was gonna yeah, I was gonna go, yeah, I was gonna go real <coughs> into the uh, culture. Hey, uh, what's a festival? Aww. Aww. That's, that's nice. That's a nice. Day. I think it's funny because I have a Jamaican shirt on. Yeah, I was gonna say that's very nice. <laughs> Fab has this dope ass Jamaican shirt. I'm like, Fab, where the fuck um, you get that from? Since Jewel when, since went why to you turn yardy? My roommate. So I've always been yardy, low key, <laughs> lowest of keys. Um, <laughs> but no, my roommate went to uh, Jamaica and she brought this back for me. That's a good friend. Yeah, that's a good friend. Hi, Jewel. That's cool and all, but um, all right. So festival day. Okay. It's a. Uh, it sounds like a fried dumpling. It's like mm-hmm. it's bread that um is crusted over and you know it's it's seasoned really well usually you have it with ackee and salt fish mm-hmm. yeah, which um, is a breakfast meal that's, a, that's the national dish of, i know what ackee is right, i just never have it before ackee is a national fruit of festival is really trinny though too i feel like i, I mean it's prevalent in the yeah. culture yeah um but like they had it I, I never really have it without ackee and salt fish mm. but today i saw it there and it looked like they put out the fresh trays, you know they were warm and uh, everything. Yeah. Are these the, like the round ones? Yeah. They, oh, I know what those yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so hi, Bank of America. I love you for that. Um, I'm gonna save the choice words that I have for off the mic when I curse you out. Um, but yeah, how how how, y'all, how was y'all weekend? Uh, hopefully, it was better than my past half hour. The weekend was good. No, Fab. I, I'm pretty sure your weekend was a l- was pretty decent. Yeah, it's a birthday weekend. I was gonna it say was, it was a it was a good weekend. There was a lot of things going on from Friday. Um, a lot of I had a lot of fun. Like I saw a lot of people that I fuck with, and it was a good time. That's dope. We were up on a rooftop. Mm-hmm. The name of, was it? The name of the event was I'm on a roof. Yeah. That was the name of it. I'm on yeah, a roof. Yeah, shout out to DJ Love Story. That's his event, and he's, like, really dope. So I spun, and um, I was on turntables, so I was happy. It's, mm. like, the first things I've ever touched. Taking so. it back to the essence. Yeah, from the from um, the birth of uh, my DJ career. Sure. <laughs> I was sure. on 1200s. Sure. But, yeah, no, it was really cool. And then Kiana went on. Very cool. It was good vibes. I like the um the spot. I'd never been there before. Yeah, M- me neither. McCarran Hotel. Mm-hmm. That was dope. It was a good. Their vibe. happy hour was amazing. Yeah, there was a lot of people getting turned in there. I walked <sighs> in towards the end of it. Matter of fact, shout out to the um <laughs> to the bartender because I guess it, it ended at seven. And he was. I asked him how much it was like because I got you a, a couple shots for your mm-hmm. birthday. And he was like, "Oh, what time is it?" And I'm looking at the 
the menu says happy hours from five to seven. I look at my watch. My watch says it's seven oh five. I was like, yo, it's about to be seven o'clock. <laughs> it's like six fifty eight. He was like, all right, then hurry up. What you want? That's crazy <laughs> that he that it didn't just change in the system. Yeah, I you know, because sometimes like the the, yeah, the micros of a POS, yeah, yeah. they'll change in the system. But that's yeah. dope that he. Uh, yeah, my man hooked it up, gave me fast birthday shots of whiskey. Yeah, those were those rocks. were part of the um, the peak of the drunkenness that mm. happened around that uh, mm. within an hour <laughs> after mm. that. Yeah, I got pretty turned. You had um, had some nice art on the walls. <laughs> Welcome to them, three three building. Dave, what? Dave knows what I'm talking about. Shots, huh? Dave. What? Dave, how was your weekend? My mother was in town. It oh, was yeah? amazing. Oh yeah, she was great. My mom um, has never been to New York since I've lived here, and uh, I mean, I moved from a really good apartment to the really kind of like minimally acceptable one I live in now, mm. uh, which I'm looking to move. But um, wait, you're looking to move from the one that you have right now? Yeah, great neighborhood, but you know, whatever. Um, yeah, so my mom came up here, and so she got, you know, she stayed up, and so she got here on Friday, um, and she was like, oh, you know, she was just really hyped, because she said, I haven't seen my mother in like a year and a half, mm. so she's like, you know, really? yeah, 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 crazy, because oh. um, when I went there for um, for Christmas, she was in Ohio, so, you know, it was just me and my father, but, so my mom was here, you know, she was like, yeah, you know, I want to I wanna live the life you're living out here, I want to, I, I want to, I want to turn up, I want to get crunk, I was like, oh, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> Ken's face right now. <laughs> no, because like I saw Dave snap, and she literally was with Dave while he was turning up. Yeah, at the brunch spot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your mom was only for two of my two of the three of my birthday <laughs> right um, things. So, so on real. Friday we went and um, we had drinks and some food, and then afterwards I'm like texting people like, "Yo, what y'all doing? What y'all doing?" I was like, "Fab, where you at?" I'm about to pull up with my mother right now, cause I like I feel like of all of my friends, I can at least the entry level is the women that are in my life, you know, Fab and Letitia, cause I feel like that's a good level to start at, right? Cause I can't, I don't know like my my, my guy friends. I mean, no offense to Kenny and everybody else. Oh, I take full offense. I just like I, I don't it. know I what level y'all gonna be on at nine o'clock on a Friday mm, it's for my safer. mother. For my, so I was like, you know what, they'll be safer. I was wrong. They was already turning up over there too. Yeah. Listen. Now my mom had a great time. She took her first shot of whiskey in life ever. That was her first shot ever? Yeah, shout out to Lowe. Son, okay, hold on. We gotta go back. We gotta wait, bring this back. Wait, so we were what? at <laughs> so we were at I was at off the wagon mm-hmm. from five Somebody else was off the wagon apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to Off the Wagon before? I've never been off oh, the wagon. Okay, so off the wagon, three sheets. Uh, down the hatch, Jacob's I've been to Down the Hatch. I've been to Thirteen. These are all owned by the same, same people, yeah, yeah. so they um, have these crazy Jake's, happy Jake's, hours. Jake's Saloon. Dilemma, yeah, Dilemma, Dilemma. Yeah, yeah, not Saloon. Um, they, they all have these happy hours every single day of the week. The one that we were at was half off everything mm-hmm. until eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. I arrived there at five. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, I had like. Did I have a beer? No, I don't know. There was a lot of things happening. So by the time Dave and them got there, it was like the end of happy hour, and I had been drinking, and I played beer pong, which I won. Yeah, Game-winning shot. I actually saw that. That's dope. Oh, you were there? I was, uh, no, oh. I wasn't there. I was there in spirit watching, oh. I think, Tisha snaps. But. Oh, because I was like, wait, how did you see if you weren't there? <laughs> I, was like, I, I was there, like, you, hovering Were you over. there? I guided yeah. the shot like, in is what I'm you? saying. Um, right. But yeah, so we were there for roughly five i mean i didn't leave that bar until 11 yeah but yeah so dave's mom david's mom comes through get her shots 
um and like at this point i'm drunk so i do recall because you know his parents are preachers Mm. i do recall singing some sort of gospel, gospel hymn. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't right before she wish, took wish. I didn't hear you do it, but I do remember you telling me the next day, like, I just remembered that I sang a gospel song before taking a shot with your mom. It happened. <laughs> I don't I don't even remember which one it is now. I don't, I don't but even know how to react. My to parents it. are of the cloth, but they're hella like down to earth, chill, cool people. It's about balance. Yeah. My dad's a cute, so you know he gets crazy. <laughs> Shut up, Ken. It's about that's one way to look at it. It's one way to justify it. So yeah, I mean, I I try to do. I did my best to um have my friends kind of like meet my mom. Um, anybody who showed up at um, Fab's event that she DJed on Saturday, um, a lot of people who know me well and don't know me that well (laughs) got to meet my mother. Um, so that was cool experience for her. I just put her on the plane a few hours ago. Um, she said she had the best weekend of like the whole year. That's so cool. she thanks everybody who came out, especially you, Fab. She was like, Fab and Tisha, they're like my little daughters now. She was great. That's yeah. that's great. I mean, that's so, awesome. Yeah, that I was could my weekend. not imagine my mother coming out with me to Fab's event or to a beer pong event or, yeah. or just or to a bar. Knocking yeah. back to a bar. yeah, I've never, I don't think I've. Ever had a drink with my mother? Yeah. Ever? We was even turned on the mimosas. No, that's a lie. I had a glass of wine with her. <laughs> the classic. No, no. no. Well, she, it, so her job was honoring her for like her thirtieth year, twenty fifth year anniversary. So they had you know these drinks on like bar or whatever. So yeah. we shared a glass of wine. I was like, cheers. Nice, yeah. nice. But that's it. Not a year ago, I like wanted to have this event. Maybe I will later on in life. But like, I want to have this event called like Bring Your Mom to Brunch. And like doing a oh god! I now I gotta run and do it before this show comes out. Somebody's so definitely gonna y'all hear y'all hating it. ass biters. Don't steal that shit. New York City. Ty, we gonna cut this out. Yeah, man, yeah, cut it out. <laughs> cut it, cut it. No, but seriously, like have a brunch, like a brunch into like the day party thing, but not like more brunchy, you know. But like you bring a parent or you bring your mom and get into the bottomless. But it'll be like everybody's moms or dads yeah, there. Yeah. That shit would get so that sloppy. Oh, so nice. It'll get really weird. You have to really film it. Fast. You just have. To film it, yeah, there'd be some mingling going on. Be There'll like, be some fondling, <laughs> right? Like, get, get, get your mom, get your get, mom. You get your daddy right. away from my moms, yo. Yeah. Why your daddy be looking You're at my mom's like too that? Too friendly. Don't let him go to the eight track and put on motherfucking uh, Al Green. <laughs> there will be no shots. <laughs> Ew, not the Al Green. <laughs> there will be no shot. Ain't gonna be no fucking today. <laughs> for after. Like yo, your mom's hit me. Your mom's hit my pops up like two weeks ago. Yeah, or my nah, friend hit bro. you. <laughs> yeah, but like, but your my mom ain't got no phone. <laughs> your pops is kind of cute though. Yeah, low nah. key. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too much, man. It'll be too much, but you know, also great TV. Right. Um. So I mean, we just we like I said, we in the bar room right now. We're um right now the 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 feature beverage of the week is um this great um cervezas that I have in my hand. Cerveza. Um, dubbed Modelo um, Especial um, we had the choice of going with the regular Modelo or the um, uh, Negro Modelo which I'm a, I like the Negro Modelo but the, mm-hmm. um, you know it's a little darker in flavor I think we go we go a little classic this week mm. um, so shout out to Modelo so um, is this like a Pilsner or something what is this that means it has a light color to it um, I'm gonna say yes sure Dave um, because like El Presidente is a pilsner, right? That I do know. That yeah. I do know. I mean, let's let's fucking read it a little bit. Why not? Um, it is a quality beer. Actually, they've actually been open for a long time. Um, 
Do you know what the oldest brewery in America is? We should do that one time. That, that Yingling. Place. There you go. Where is it from? Oh. Uh, Pennsylvania. Where in I Pennsylvania? I don't know. Hairstyle? Mm, nope. Keep going. Fuck. Not Hershey. No. Mm-mm. I don't know. Pots, the- Pottsville. Pottsville. I wouldn't have got that Pottsville, one. Pennsylvania. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll do that one time. Yeah, Yingling is my Yingling is my shit. Yeah, I love Yingling. That's how I know. It's the I, first lo- one, I yeah. love Yingling. Um, so, um, but we're not drinking. We'll try that another day. But mm. this great beer we're drinking modello shout out to good folks modello at um keeping the conversation going this weekend and all our levels are good <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to answer to that right. question <laughs> thanks ty um but yeah so i mean leading into the conversation i mean uh fab will get into your music choice of the week before we dive into conversation because trust me we have a lot to talk about oh this yeah week. it's all relevant though we try to keep it relevant <laughs> um so something magical happened this weekend Ooh, in music tell me more and i think it was on saturday i could be wrong it might have been friday but i, think I feel it like been friday i think that's a new kind of thing to release albums on friday though was it new or have they always done I mean, that? They used to I'm, do it the Tuesdays. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know when like Tuesdays started becoming a thing to release albums. Like I always, I would always release albums like how they release. You were movies you would release your album on a Friday. Mm. How I'm many saying, albums you released on a Friday? Ken? Like six or seven. Black no black. How many? How many you projects? You got projects. <laughs> but it's based about sales in a week. So if you release it Friday, you're not. Right, you won't be able to get tracked the week sales. I mean, oh yeah, sense. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, Actually, it, it helps boost the week sales because then they would still um, count Friday to Tuesday, and then Tuesday through the next Tuesday. So you actually get ten days instead of seven. If you do Friday or Tuesday, for, for if Friday, Friday, yeah, for that first week sales. So Friday's better as well. Yeah, Friday. Is I would, better. I would, I would take Friday. Plus, I mean, people, people are in the mood for new music on Friday more for sure. than Tuesday. But go ahead, Fab. Um, what you got for us? Anyways, <laughs> right. um, yeah. So, Schoolboy Q. Mm, I was just actually listening to this album earlier today. He blessed us with a fantastic piece of project. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And um. That part. Yeah, everyone knows that part. Yeah. Um, Kanye's rant on there. I'm not even gonna call him joints verses. It's just be ranting right. in in rhyming form. Mm. Um, but that shit, like, that's a really good track. But I'm not what gonna track, play. What track you have first today? Um, it's a it's the six minute one. However, I felt like it was good enough to play. Well, not good enough. I shouldn't say that. It was important enough to play because you do hear like two different sounds that are on the album because tell me it's a song tell me it's what song is it <laughs> tell me it's like um, it's, it's and, it's, and it's crazy like the the, the beat is crazy and then the second beat is crazier so okay it's groovy tony yes eddie kane <laughs> yes yeah. I, did, I, did, I swear i didn't know she was gonna pick this song but this is like my second favorite song on the album. yeah man yeah, it gets really cr- and um the context of what he's talking about mm-hmm. kind of correlates with what we're gonna get into today right. so yes. here is schoolboy q Back off, punk ass cops, some crackers, runners with our black off. Thug like 
96, I want the gang bang. Few years later, I'm really from it. We were still kids. Crack off, I'm squeezing empty till the shell break. My image, I need to drop, I need the lane face. Cause brain damage from my mechanics. Keep the two ways. Sell narcotics and slinging diamonds with your back in. Stack large commas, you with your riders when your backbone. Can't fold figures, I make deposit with the gold ring. Jeans look dirty, I lift the Chevy with the rims on. All back, they wanna me with the cap on. Real life, I'm in the suit to all the weed blow. Way long, long, I hit the behind a cell phone. Y'all don't hear me, I want the money right. Uh, the groovy Tony, no face killer, I see the money right. Uh, yeah, blank face, clear everything out the safe. Crack the big bang. Robbing your kids, too, my heart of igloo. The devil in all blue, huh? Die now, go to heaven and bring them through. Lot of brown round here, got that white girl for you. Uh, and she's swimming in fire water, clippy double digits. Pissing through your civic most, die before they hear it. Turn it to a spirit, dry slow. Oh, hey, hit the curb and shut the mirrors. Look around, now you're hell bound, boogie down, bullets. I want a loud slinger burn every hour. Smack it with the heat, contradict the Navy peace. Leave triple six lying under feet. Can you dig it? Look a match that won't finish. Drop it off, get it whip. Squeeze the fingertips, ayy. Blank face, Trey A. Kill everybody, the AK. Sell narcotics and step my dollars up to Bill Gates. Push all limits, you look at Timmy, need to back off. Punk ass cops, some crackers, want us with our black off. Thug like, this is 96, I want the gang bang. Few years later, I'm really from it. We were still kids. Crack off, I'm squeezing empty till the shell break. My image, I need to drop, I need the Exactly what I'ma have when the cops come. Body language the same as when the shots run. Hole in the 30. Real, we all know you are not one. I'm running with the rebels. I'm three man weave with the Lord and the devil. Really, all I need to pitch fork in the shovel. If I can't proceed, then I resort to the metal. Metal. Watch your NBA league pass. With your family at the repass. My condolences. My heart's getting colder when I hug your mom and look over her shoulder. You notice I got the. I ain't heard nothing. I ain't seen nothing. I ain't in the middle with nothing or in between nothing. Y'all forever hate me as I sit there while they interrogate me. I'm staring at them with the.
car with no mileage. Crystal for my palate. My cigar full of cabbage came from the dirt to the carrots. Get dirty dollars for different baby mamas. Don't between the speakers. So be Mr. Teacher, cause the paper I ace it. Lead tried to erase it, but I'm still standing. The matinee thing, nothing given. I'ma take it first on the trees like a hammock. Got the work behind the campus. Young Ruby turn your hood into a movie. Gang banging, slanging, GTA. The whole club up trying to sneak the game. On the road to riches. Thank you, Mr. Reagan. You have the dollars ranking. And to my uncle that picked up the family. You were smoking, I was pushing residue lie on the cushion. I'ma blame it on your cause I ain't getting whoopings. And your poop is in the pudding. I'm this grandma's baby, Eddie yeah, Kane. Standing in the white line, and we out. Is there any other smokers in here? If you heard like the microphone band, it was because my head was banging in the microphone. Dog, dog. We should have videotaped that. We dog. were going nuts in here. <laughs> Fucking schoolboy Q, man. Like And I like like looking at his his first album was so fire. So fire. Like I I slept on it initially mm-hmm. and it came to a point where I was like, eh, the schoolboy album's Q album's alright, but I like this song and I like this song. Yeah, but I like this song too, and I ended up like saying, "Damn, I'm like I like yeah. damn near more than four fifths of the entire album." But see, with, with at school, any given day with Schoolboy though, you gotta like his albums are like literally like books in progression. So starting all the way back with Setbacks when he first like really started taking rap seriously, and it was like he was still sleeping on the couch in the studio, the TDE studio. Like he's grown so much, and it, he's really kind of talked about all of his troubles he goes from setbacks to habits and contradictions which was an amazing project then he goes from that into the last album oxymoron that studio in studio, yeah, studio, yeah. studio. Yo, I play studio every yeah. set. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> that song is my, it's one of my favorite songs. Yo, talking about did you play Watch and Learn by uh Oh yeah? I, I try to play that. That's my set. shit. I try to bring it back. But but yeah. Quincy, um, and then you're looking at this album and this the the content on the whole album, like I don't know if you heard the line, he says, um, fuck ass crackers, they want to catch me with my black off. Right. Ugh. Like such poignant like content like come on like he's literally talking about the shit that we're going through as black people every day and him having to deal with it coming from a street element where those are the first guys to really get harassed before like other guys you know the guys who are doing less crazy less heinous crimes or whatever but even how they treat non-violent crimes yeah even how they treat guys who are doing violent crimes is still savage and it's like they're really just trying to incite 
them to do things and man then going into the eddie kane which is you've never seen the five uh, heartbeats i'm sorry you're not going to understand that song for a while <laughs> <laughs> so anyone born like after 92 <laughs> ugh, ugh, without vh1 playing that joint all day oh lord i mean thanks but you know <laughs> they play that the jackson five and temptations all day right. did we did y'all did we mention jada kiss's lines Man. I know you would like that, Ken. Uh, yeah, I did. Because yo, Jenkins came in so strong, so strong. I definitely ran. I, I definitely ran the track back. I'm, on my way here, mm-hmm. I was going. I was on the Grand Central Parkway, and uh, I saw. I was flipping through the album, not even just like I just wanted to hear what the album was. And then, yeah. as a matter of fact, it's the next song after you know, that part on the album. So then I heard it, and I was like, "Ooh, rewind." Let me hit that back. It's a nice yeah. day. Had to had the sunroof back. Listen, bumping that. You know, I mean, I'm a Kiss fan for life, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's always good to hear my hear my boy on. A, you know what I'm saying a new project that's not his, and right. he's he's always good for the feature. So and not sounding washed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, holding it, three man weave with the Lord and the Devil. <laughs> he said, "My condolences." <laughs> I th- these ad libs be killing me. They be killing me. But yeah, so um, the project is super dope. I mean, I wish we could just listen to the whole shit, but yeah, that's not. We're not. We're not, yeah, we're we, not we, gonna we, do that. We're not here. We're not. But definitely go buy it, and it's on Spotify. If you don't want to purchase it or you subscribe to something else, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple. I mean, I'm sure other things, but I don't have anything else. Shout so. out Apple Music. Yeah. yeah, Apple Music is is um is holding me down low key. It's making me. I haven't um downloaded um music in a long time it's definitely keeping me from downloading grants i mean it's ten dollars a month but whatever i'm living legit right now so um and and shout out living legit yeah shout out an honest life (laughs) (laughs) it took a while it took a while um still some things you gotta you gotta but honestly i haven't but so the only thing is like when you go to the beach um uh, like the, I, at, at Jones specifically I know I don't get any service So if I'm going to put together a playlist For the speakers That we're going to break out next week When we go to the beach um, if you got, yeah, So we're going to the beach A couple of my boys are coming in town um, my my boys from high uh, from college is coming in town, so I maybe mean, you guys oh, want to tag sure. come if you guys want to tag along for a trip. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, get so real. Yeah, O O and, and P are coming down. P is coming down. O is coming up from Virginia. So Ty, I'm, I know you with the shits. I don't know if you do anything Sunday, but Nick, it's gonna be like ninety degrees outside. Oh, yeah, man. Sunday this Sunday. We um we gonna dig a ditch in the sand. I'm not even bro. I, I just, Which beach are you going to? Um Jones. Oh, okay. Jones, um, four, beach mm, four. Yeah, it's very spooky out there. Like the finding what beach and what's allowed at what beach. Right. I remember the last time I went. So, and see, I did so not this is that. this is why you have to dig the ditch. Is what I'm trying to tell you. What like, you, get, you got to dig the ditch. Okay, the steps. The steps is you bring a shovel and you. Di- okay, so I'm gonna tell you what, what a whole shovel. So listen, I'm gonna tell you what happened last time that we went. Right, shout out to O because my man. Look at Dave's face. So listen. I know I've done this before. Like in Panama City. So listen. So listen. So he called us. We were supposed to be. I mean, part of it was our fault because we were supposed to be there at like nine o'clock. He got there eight thirty. Nine o'clock. He started digging ditches and stuff. Like, like he was like, he was like, "Yo, we supposed to?" You know what I'm saying? He brought a shovel. So, like, what what the fuck are y'all doing? We supposed to like build out? He wanted to build seats initially, right? Is at nine o'clock in the morning. I'm like, "Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be there by ten thirty. We ain't show up till twelve. Black. Listen, when I tell you when I when I tell you there was a hole in the sand, three feet deep. What? About ten feet. 12 feet wide nice this thing bolts a fort yes yeah so now you're now you're below 
the level that you can actually see completely below sitting in <laughs> and you, you have your own seat in there drinking doing whatever you want now on top of this you have a big ass booming speaker that belongs at like the rucker what yeah what is it bluetooth capability? yeah bluetooth capability but blasting the most ratchet shit out you'd be surprised the crowds of people you can draw it yeah, was a big was, ass yeah. party yeah. and we're doing that again on sunday you gotta so. take i mean snap and then send later when you have service whatever you need yeah. to do i've never seen anything yeah. like that so okay say no more you can join along or you can watch on snap because i'm gonna be out there yeah. okay wilding um, but y'all more than welcome to come. I know Ty's down with the shits. Um, we're going to be out that bit wild. Um, but, um, I mean, do you guys want to... So, I mean, I, I kind of want to ride the wave off of Schoolboy Q. I know we want to talk about, you know, the trendy shit. But is it all right if we push that back and ride the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll do the trending yeah. after. Um, because, I mean, we're not living under a rock. Um, and it was unfortunate that we filmed our episode on literally hours. we'd feel on tuesday night it was hours our last happened. episode we feel on tuesday night and then dave hit me like like as soon as 11 o'clock 12 i was o'clock. crossing the bridge on the train yeah. so i had i got on the train and like i'm waiting at the stop um 125th has like signal so i'm waiting on the train and I like as I'm as the train pulls up, I'm getting on. I'm noticing there's like a faint hashtag. I follow a lot of, like I follow a lot of people, but a lot of people that I follow are guys that I know from school, whatever, who are really deep into the activism right. and the community organization and action. And I'm just start seeing his name pop up, and I'm like, oh god, what happened? And I click on it and I see the video. And yeah, by the time I was able to get in signal, I was like, yo, guys, we gotta. I was in panic mode. I was like, yo, somebody gotta say something about this, like right now. Like, I, I feel like it's, it, it would, wouldn't even do justice. But Fab did a, had a better point, said we should honor it better by. Right. Kind I mean, of like so, I mean, Dave's, Dave's idea was, was to put like a snippet at the, be- at the <sighs> beginning of last week's episode. Yeah. But that wouldn't even, it wouldn't have even been right. And what would, like, outside of that, if we would have did that, we would have missed what happened the next day. Right. Within 24 hours. Within 24 yeah. hours. Um, to that shit is so fucked up, man. Yeah. Like we're over here trying to know we're gonna wait. We're gonna give proper, right. you know, attention to, to one this. man, to one man. And then the fu- like, what the fuck has happened in a week? Yeah, a lot. A lot right. has happened. A lot has happened in a week. And but, it's like we but, do but, count I mean, those. But, go ahead, we go count ahead. those days or whatever. But like, it's it happened the day before that it wasn't as televised. And then even in New York, the off-duty cop shot the guy. Approaching his uh, quote unquote approaching his car Friday night that was on July fourth, um so literally like it's oh, that, yeah. it's been happening nonstop but this one was like a really big one and then when the when the when the video popped up from Minnesota of the guy like being there and the cop just like oh shit oh shit like yeah dude you just murdered this guy in front of his his like family like his girl and his daughter yeah his four year old daughter like when. <clears throat> When I heard, like I'm watching this shit on, you know, CNN. That that whole night I did not sleep. I was literally, well, strike that. It wasn't that night. It was the night uh, after um, we heard about Philando. No, yeah, no, let's not say, Let's sorry. say their names. Okay. Let's say their names. Hold on, I'm pulling up everyone in the last week. <coughs> it's not just. Yeah, it's been a couple. Philando Castro, Alton Sterling, Delron Small. Dylan Noble, who wasn't black, but it's fine because he was a victim of police brutality, um, an excessive force. 
So yeah. moving forward, I just wanted to say. So that Alton, Alton is the guy that we were talking about first. Yeah. Um, this happened in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, this guy who was a, who's not unknown to the neighborhood. He's kind of known for selling CDs. Was out front of the convenience store or the corner store bodega that he always sells CDs out front of. Um, for whatever reason, it's suspected that a homeless guy was mad that he didn't get money from him. He was asking, he was trying to solicit money from him. Right. Right. Out and said, "No, like get out of here." The dude calls the cops. I think on he him. didn't give him enough. I think that's what it was. See, I mean, it's it's some, but continue. yeah. So, um, homeless guy calls the cops. Somehow gets the cops to come and start, you know, messing with Alton. Um, Alton's basically being like, okay, I'm not doing anything wrong. All I'm doing is like selling CDs, man. And I've been doing this for years, like for years. Like there have been there are NBA players who are from that neighborhood who said, yeah, I know that guy. He's been doing that forever. He's yeah. he's, he's he's harmless. Every hood has that person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so the cops just decided to like wrestle him to the ground, very similar to the Air Garner thing. Mm-hmm. But instead of actually choking him, mm-hmm. the guy pulls the gun out on him point blank as he's got his foot, his knee, and his chest. And Procedure says, if you move, I will shoot you. And it's like, there's a taser on your belt, too, bro. Um, the first the first clip that we saw was uh, from a passenger of a car that was in the parking lot. Right. Um, shots were fired. And as soon as the shots were fired, the guy, I mean, he obviously shocked, drops his phone, drops his camera or whatever. And you don't see anything. Yeah. Now, the owner of the convenience store, or the guy, the manager, um, he posted up, but he put a video up. This, it came up this, the next day. And it actually shows from like point blank, like yeah, right in he front. Had the, he had the opposite angle. He shows, it, and you can see. You don't really see the gunshot, but you see the effect of it. You and then you see the, the flash. you you see the flash. Then you see the. Then you actually see like the second and third. And then you see, um, I mean, there's like a, there's like a stupor as you're like grasping for life. Um, and you see his like arm like make an involuntary motion as his brain's trying to like process what's happening to his body. And his eyes are rolled in the back of it. And they just leave him there. They just leave him there. That was the first night. That was just the first night. Bro. So Baton Rouge was upset because now we're in the South and if you've ever been to school in the South or been through the South or just drove through that motherfucker, you know that like you just feel the racism and the tension in the air. A lot of people down south are fed up. Fed up because these shootings happen. The police are fucking with us in the south all the time. I mean, everywhere else too. But in the south, it's like, they like pride on it. And they always get off. Mm-hmm. So Baton Rouge activated, you know. The next night, not even in the nighttime, just still daytime. It's day. Daytime. During the day. A video gets posted on... Um, which is crazy that this new Facebook, um, Facebook, live. Facebook Live, Facebook Live it was a crazy is crazy plug for Facebook Live. Yeah, it was a, it was crazy, a crazy plug, plug but this Facebook is the live. second, this is the second murder that's happened on Facebook Live. Um, but this is like now we're dealing with police officers, and um, basically all we see is the aftermath. We see um, a girlfriend like, oh my god, oh my god, you just you just shot my boyfriend, you shot my boyfriend, you shot my boyfriend. And the police officer with his gun still drawn, mm-hmm. still drawn at this lifeless body, daughter in the back seat, still, and he's just like freaking out, like, oh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Like, dude, you just took somebody's life. What happened well, was. You could have saved him, y'all. Right, exactly. So this guy's name was Philando Castile. Um, what happened, this was in, uh, in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. So what ended up happening is that. Um, 
apparently he had a gun. He was re- he was registered though. He was licensed to carry. He had a gun. Permit. He had a gun in he, his um. He told he told glove compartment in the glove compartment. He, he, he pulled him over. Officer, he said, "Listen, I have I have a concealed permit. I have a concealed weapon in the car." Yeah, and he told him where he it was. Him, yeah. So his, his weapon and his license and registration are all in the same is in the glove box. He tells him like, "Hey, repeatedly." Like the as, so we're watching the aftermath and so the, the girlfriend is like yo he kept telling you that the gun was there and when he reaches for it, he not the for gun he reaches for the ID though yeah he for his ID not even the where the gun is yeah so then then the cop proceeds to like put a few in them you can see the dots you can see the blood dots in his chest he, yeah. it wasn't just one shot you know it was more more than two or three I believe it was four yeah four shots five four sh- five shots for a seated man. With his seatbelt on, with his daughter—I mean, the the girl's daughter in the car—in the, the back seat. She could have been killed. Yeah. How reckless can you fucking be? Right. And scared. And scared. Um. So that's in now we're now this is in the the pure north. Like Minnesota is like way up there. Right. So now we have another place where black people go and mobilize. Um. In the midst of all of this. Um, another man unfortunately lost his life um, from a hanging, or what's known as lynching. Was in Georgia. This is in Atlanta, Georgia, yeah, in Piedmont Park, which yeah, is very Piedmont popular, Park. right? Yep, very popular area. I've called like a few of my friends, um, and they said it's like, yeah, this is ten minutes away from me. Um, mm. Apparently, there was a KKK rally going on. They were passing the out night, the, night, the night, before. night before. They were passing out flyers. Right. Um, so in the morning, cops found. A, uh, a body hanging from a tree, and they just deemed by it a rope. And they just deemed by a rope. suicide with the lynching knot, like without, without any further investigation. I don't even know. Like, I mean, a lot of us have seen lynching, like from movies and stuff like that. Roots, yeah. I don't know how the hell to make a lynching knot. I had to Google that shit. Like, who hangs themselves like that? Like, well, that's what the you know the outrage from it was like. You just deemed it as a suicide. Like, what? What? Who would hang themselves? At that location, when he had no business being over in that location, like it wasn't a stone's throw away from his house. It's also not easy to do something like that. It's not like there was a chair like leaned right. on the side, mm-hmm. so it's just like you got to anchor weight, throw the thing over, then put yourself up, then let the like. There's so many things that had to have occurred. He'd literally had to climb the tree himself. Yeah, and then jump off and then of it jump off with of the it. right length of the rope right. being there so but, that he couldn't like and so the that the branch that it was that he was anchored off of didn't fall and like basically they're saying like th- i mean come on like his neck would have snapped if he would have jumped off of the tree with the with the noose on yeah um the police did a very good job of like covering all of that so that they could kind of internally investigate it um but the aftermath has been kind of like a worldwide response um yeah, I mean, so I mean, what it? I mean, the culmination of the whole entire week was what happened in Dallas, um, mm. with the. I mean, with, there were peaceful protests going on in Dallas, and from all accounts, it was, you know, everybody was in. I, I don't want to say a jovial spirit, but everybody was in, uh, nonviolent, you know, pro to peaceful protests, mm. and um, and all of a sudden, um, shots rang out from an elevated position mm-hmm. and a parking lot a parking lot yeah a parking lot elevated position and a an ex was ex marine uh he i believe he was in the like the army reserve right yeah but he was a trained he's a trained militant this individual 
He was a sniper. Right. Quote unquote. Right. Allegedly. Yeah. He um and yes, yeah, just start firing at the police. Specifically at the police. Um so yeah, I, I definitely remember when that was going down, and so that like it was that night, like because yeah. it was it was direct the night after yeah. Philando that the the Philando happened during that day, and then the thing this was Thursday, was it Thursday? It was so Tuesday. Tuesday night, night yeah. is when we found out about um, Tuesday night into Wednesday. Wednesday, was, Wednesday, so Wednesday night. So Wednesday Wednesday was Philando. So mm-hmm. Wednesday night was the Dallas shit. I didn't sleep that night. From Philando and hearing his girlfriend, and what really fucked me up was hearing his daughter. When Philando's girlfriend was in the passenger seat, or she was pretty composed, like for the whole entire thing. For the most part, she was. She was. The blood of Jesus was on her because she was composed for the most part. There's no way. But that second that she like lost it, and then her. She was like, you could just hear like the, the soul, just you know, grip inside of her, and she's just like, she she realizes the situation that had just like it finally hit her, and she just balls over and she starts screaming, and her daughter's in the back like, don't worry, I'll, I'll take care of you. Yeah, she's like, don't worry, mommy, I'm here. No, I'm here for you. That uh, she's like four years old. That fucked me up. So, it, it hit her face till you can see like oh she just realized that like she first was just like frantic like oh my god like what are you doing like what are you doing officer officer what are you doing why am i still in the car <laughs> like there were so many procedural misdoings i mean so i mean what it comes down to and um i mean and we can talk about protesting i mean i i have somebody who really um he knows about it he's uh, mobilized in like multiple cities um, he's a part of a group called the Dream Defenders, which um, was founded at the campus that I went to school at. And um, yeah, they've been moving. They did a sit-in at the um, in Tallahassee at the state legislature um, in opposed of the Mike Brown, the whole all that type of thing. So I'm just actually go ahead and let him go. His, uh, his name's Eli. Eli, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, from here. So yeah, um, just to give you a preface of what we were talking, we already went over everything that kind of happened this week, and so now we're going into like the after effect, um, going from Dallas forward. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, going forward, I mean, I would encourage people to uh, join organizations that are already on the ground doing a lot of the work i mean because only organizations are going to sustain this i know a lot of folks talk about doing like protests and things i mean boycotting and things like that and boycotting is cool but you have to be able to sustain it like the montgomery boycott lasted a full year and it was a full commitment by everyone that took part like it's a it's a lot of undertaking and organizations that are already around you know have the strategies have been doing a lot of the work and the folks have the energy now you know where they're protesting which is great but i mean you know that's you know the work has to continue with folks actually joining these organizations putting in the time and energy that they're putting in like coming to these protests mm-hmm. and continue to learn more and be educated i mean and then it's of course you know there's other strategies that you can think of but at first you know i would at least say to commit more to these organizations because we need more folks as you can see would you say that like you y'all need more bodies or you guys need more funding or is it like all around I would say I would say all around. I mean, if we're all in, if we're all if we're all organized together, 
that means we're all on one accord. You know, we're all putting together our resources, our, our strategies and everything. I mean, of course, there will be multiple strategies because it's a multifaceted fight. So, I mean, of course, it won't be like a one size fit all or a silver bullet or anything of that sort. But I mean, folks could strategize and think about how to do it in every institution. I mean, because every institution that we deal with is, you know, institutionally racist. So, I mean, whether if you're in fashion or in music or whatever the case may be, we can come up with strategies to deal with all of them, you know. But, you know, I would first say that, you know, by getting organized, you see the power of the protest. You see the response and the reaction when there's thousands of people in the streets. You know, folks have to listen and take heed. So I would say following up with doing work in these organizations will help. So, I mean, to answer your question, I would say a bit of everything. So, Eli, my question for you would be, so, I mean, we, we see like we, we see a bunch of people protesting, right? And with that... <laughs> Um, what specifically even with your organization what are some tangible results that you're looking for specifically um, you know that uh, that can show results of organ uh, like people organize or organizing together right well I mean you always I mean first of all just even getting folks to come out there showing that folks are dedicated to actually putting in the work to actually bringing about the change that we want to see so i mean as far as tangible things uh folks actually join these organizations is a tangible result folks getting more folks to join these organizations is tangible results but i mean you can also some laws you can get a law passed with policy i mean but the thing that sustains laws is culture so what you're doing is changing you're shifting the culture by making it bigger and growing by folks joining these organizations so tangible results will show on different things i mean you can see now i mean look at Two years ago, you know, artists weren't talking about a lot of these issues. And now everywhere you go, artists are having to talk about these issues. Folks that wouldn't normally talk about these issues um, on the job or dealing with them every day, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's in interactions daily. So, I mean, the results are there. So, I mean, I guess as far as like if you want just immediate tangible results, I mean, you can set those up to have those. But I mean, the bigger result is to shift the culture, you know, and change the environment. So, I mean, you know, laws, laws are only as good as the cultures that support them. So, I mean, we we got the civil rights law, we got the voting rights law, but we allowed the culture to shift and then we lost those laws. You know what I'm saying? So you have to have the culture to sustain those laws and things that we're trying to pass that will further better, you know, the environment that we're dealing with now. I have like kind of a focus that's kind of based on. So like the to organize, I feel like it takes um, a bit of like mental tactile mental tact like you have to move past emotion right and like people are kind of like i wouldn't say they're confused but there's just so many things that are happening like as a direct result of watching these videos and seeing these people like kind of organize it's like before you maybe kind of take your angry self out like what do you think is the best way to kind of uh to cope with like the pain and understanding of like man our lives don't feel like they're worth much before we go outside and we grab a pitchfork and we grab our torches and we go try to go against a system that'll probably chop us down they want us to do that so they can chop us down yeah i mean i think first what you should do is breathe take a deep breath um and whatever it is that you do to heal celebrate yourself whether that's hanging with friends hanging with family listen to some music grabbing a drink get something to eat whatever it is you do that makes yourself happy you know that brings you joy i would suggest you do that you know first 
uh, first and foremost, because self-care is the most important. If, you know, the movement is going to be around forever and we need you to be a part of it. So taking care of yourself, allowing others to take care of themselves is always a huge thing. And as far as organizing, I wouldn't say you can take the emotion out of it. Um, if anything, it fuel, fuels it. Um, I think more so when you're organizing, um, it, it does allow you to heal. I mean, for me, organizing was that healing space. It allowed me to heal and deal with a lot of my stuff. Um, it really taught me how to take care of myself and things like that. So, I mean, for me, organizing, I mean, you can't really remove the emotion from it. I mean, I know folks that get burnt out from this work. There are folks that are dying doing this work. So, I mean, it's I, I can't say that it ever gets easier. All I can say is, you know, take care of yourself in the best way possible. And, you know, if it's becoming too much for you, then take some time back you know take some time off i mean because like i said we need you in this fight um so we need you at your best self so whatever it is you do for joy you know i would recommend that um it's funny that you said that because so um this past weekend was my birthday and Uh, happy birthday i'm a cancer too oh yeah what date um mine's thursday for july 14th oh nice happy birthday um hey. but like yeah so all, you know everything kind of happened in the middle of the week last week and mm-hmm. i it honest i was honestly out of it i didn't want to go to work i didn't want to go to work and deal with people that didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. like you know some right. people was like oh like oh what's wrong like that on wednesday night i didn't get any sleep and i go to work mm-hmm. and people are like oh what's you know what's wrong with you and i'm like no, you know it's just there's a lot of stuff going on in the news and it's like half the people didn't even realize what was going on because you know the difference between watching things transpire on twitter and watching cnn are two different worlds and what and right. i learned that with trayvon and mike brown but um mm-hmm. it, i felt i honestly felt guilty like i felt guilty i felt like i didn't i shouldn't have celebrated or like gone out and really celebrated my birthday because I didn't even want to like post like where I was going to be and like, you know, do the whole, I didn't even want to send the email out about this podcast that we did last week. I just didn't want to promote anything that, that didn't have anything to do with like, you know, what was going on. And it took like a couple conversations for me to be like, no, like there has to be a balance. You know what I mean? Like, like you were just talking about, but it was definitely kind of hard to get out of that funk and it's still weird for me to i mean it's it's hard because like me like i've i feel like i've checked out i've checked out and to function on a on a day-to-day to like not be basically depressed about the situation like i've stopped i've after after dallas like i've stopped watching stuff and it's and i know that's not the right thing to do no no i mean for one you know, joy, joy is a part of militants. I think a lot of times we view militants in a very like strict tone, but joy is a part of militants. I mean, I had the pleasure of going to Brazil and seeing folks firsthand uh, celebrate every night and then go out in the morning and occupy farms and land and stuff. So joy is a part of this work that we do. So never feel guilty or shameful for being joyful because they want to see us defeated and things like that. So joy is a huge part of it. Um, and then the second piece i mean don't don't ever feel you know bad about not i mean i think we view it some too much in a box sometimes that we can't even appreciate things um outside of what everything that's going on you know what i'm saying because we deal with it every day i mean you deal with folks dealing with shit but once events happen then they get highlighted and then it feels like you have to address them and it's you know address them in your own 
one time, address them the way that you feel, because you know you're dealing with those emotions. So don't ever feel like you can't just be joyous and enjoy yourself. Because we don't need that, you know. Yeah. You got to be joyous. All right, and I want to kind of get into more murky waters. So like with uh-huh. stuff like Dallas, we've seen in history we've seen um, Cointel Pro. Like be yeah. an active thing and be real. Um, yeah, we've seen the papers. We know they killed people. We know they infiltrated um, organizations to create discourse. We know, mm-hmm. you know, there was assassination attempts and all types of things that Cointelpro was behind. Um, mm-hmm. I I think that it's one thing for them to disseminate it and be like, oh yeah, we're telling everybody about it, and then another thing for them to actually stop doing it because they do it in Iraq and they do it in like in the middle of conflict areas. I think that something like I mean, it might sound crazy, but like like a Dallas where an unnamed shooter with no family or friends, oh, who was black, happened to just yeah. kind of like get militant and just chop down black and white officers. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, he has no regard. Like, you, it's just it's just too perfectly placed, and they couldn't find him. They couldn't the one man they couldn't kill with people. They had to send a drone in there, which is like the first time mm-hmm. I believe in the United States that a that a drone yep. has ever been used in like a SWAT mm-hmm. attack. <laughs> like bomb the guy, bomb the whole facility, and it's like, yeah, his body was here, and this is the gun he was used completely intact. Um, I don't know if you saw those pictures, but like there was like yeah, no I did. address or anything like given to this evidence. Um how do you feel about that? Like do you is, does that make your mind sick? Is that crazy for us to think Because they, they use so many tactics against us, like I mean, no, it's not. It's not crazy at all. I mean, we have we've dealt with agit, uh, like known like informants that come and try to agitate our protests that have came like when we had our occupation in the state house, like folks that you know we thought might have been undercover or whatever. Like they do it all the time. You had them in Occupy. You have them in every movement. So I mean, this is not something something that is like new or anything you know like you said this is well documented and i wouldn't be surprised at all if this was um some type of going to a pro like not no conspiracy stuff it's just simply facts i yeah, mean it's yeah, stated yeah. This is war, what war they've tactics. Done. yeah they've done they've done this on numerous occasions i mean the fact that even the first pictures that they were showing of the guy was the wrong guy and oh then they gosh. found the right guy like what is that you know what i'm saying <laughs> right. like how, how do y'all not know who it is and then allow a picture to go up viral when you know you're putting someone's life in danger yeah. like and just the complete still up i think i think they if no no no, they are the one of the one uh, mark hughes is still up yeah the one of mark hughes is wild. still up on dallas's twitter yeah and then you know then the drone thing like the fact that folks aren't more alarmed about the drone thing is also the thing that's a little troubling for me yeah. because they were able to send in a drone to kill a person mm-hmm. unauthorized by anyone. Like the governor didn't give any say the president didn't give any say there was no say a police chief got full autonomy to use a drone in order to kill someone off of a shooting. Like also if Dallas, no, if Dallas Texas, that has was drones, just crazy to me. Who else has like, that means everybody, that New York, that means oh, New York everybody has probably drones. That Everybody has one. Like my thing is the way I look at it is like this: there is an institutional issue with mm-hmm. always being the mode to shoot to kill, right? That's, right? that's always been the mode, and for some reason that has not been answered, you know, for us, for people that look like us. So, to me, the only solution that's going to lead down the road of that, you know, process or, or going through that procedure is if former cops and current you know officers speak out on these i mean these hideous acts of 
of not being able to do your job properly, right? Right. Um, so ha- have you had any feedback or any interaction with any officers of any kind? Yes. Um, yeah, I have before. Um, not not since this recent thing has happened, and not me personally. I can't speak for other folks that are in the org. Maybe that they have, um, but for myself, I personally haven't had any talk to me since the recent ones. But like in past times, um, with the Trayvon Martin, and definitely after the Mike Brown thing, definitely had uh, a few former cops reach out about possibly um, trying to do something. But I mean. I definitely agree with that has to happen. Um, for, but for a lot of those cops, there still has to be a learning process that they have to be willing to go through. I mean, right. with with everything. So I mean, there has to be that willing to actually want to learn, um, not just about one of them, but it has to be a thing from their leadership. It has to be a thing that they have to actually bring apart um, within their police force or within their unit. That's something that they all have to like willingly accept and actually want to do. Because even if you do it with a few folks, it's still you know, it doesn't help. It has to be actual buy-in from the actual full um, unit, in my opinion, for it to work. So, but yes, I've I've had folks reach out before, and I know some, and I, you know, and I hate to be the, I know some good cops, but I know some cops that actually do, you know, do their jobs uh, properly and are against it, and I've spoken out against it. And I know uh, one in particular who got reassigned somewhere, and another one, you know, who almost got fired. So, I mean, there's repercussions that they so, deal with. So as well. So you're saying that they got reassigned or there were repercussions behind them speaking out again? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was on the news, too, in New York. A bunch of minority cops, and it was black, Asian, Spanish. Like, a bunch of them went on the news. It was at least 12 of them. And they were speaking out about New York City police and And how they were getting, you know, like simple things as like oh you your pto isn't being approved like right. little things like that that they were not mm-hmm. they were everything it was just like hazing it was hazing because they weren't with yep. the code and right. they're, they're speaking out speaking because out they're the like shield. this shit is wrong right so it's like and it wasn't even just about and it was about um stop and frisk it was about um you know like the racial profiling they were talking about the quota that they have to meet sometimes it's like yeah, you have to go no. out and arrest x y and That's z and it's like no i don't want to do this. Oh, you have the tie has it. Some homeless guy finding somebody who's riding a bicycle on the sidewalk who's spitting and you bring him in. The problem is when you go hunting, when you put any type of numbers on a police officer to perform, we are going to go to the most vulnerable. The most vulnerable. Of course, we're going to go to LGBT community. We're going to go to the black community. We're going to go to those people that have no vote, that have no power. If we start doing what we're doing in midtown Manhattan, a phone call to the mayor's office is going to be made. That's going to be the end of it. Where the predators, they are the prey. The worst thing you can have is a police officer that needs an arrest for the month. Yeah, exactly. Um that that's exactly right that's crazy yeah so it was crazy to me that they actually spoke out on this i saw it on twitter it was a national forum that they were speaking yeah and the nypd they're the you know they're the biggest recognizable gang in 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 the world so it's like i was i was happy that that happened but at the same time like i feel like and what i was saying before ty played the clip i don't want to be a debbie downer on like 
protesting and stuff like that but like it's i just feel so helpless that it's beyond us like it the the reform has to come from above and it has to start with police reform and they have to retrain and weed out all the bad seeds exactly because this it has to do with racism it has to do with how you were raised and all these there's two types of cops they're the people that want the power they're here because they got bullied in high school and you know this is their chance to sign and then they're the other guys that want to do good and it's like we have to everything has to be redone and it's like we can ask for it so much but like can we really change that well shit? it just seems like the, like the training for the police officers right now and and um you know i'll let you touch on this uh as well um but it seems like the training is very is very militant right now and it's a mindset right. that's instilled um from training like from the initial part of training it's a brotherhood for number one so you look out for your brother but it's also a militant mindset and it's affecting decision making that does not take into account the preciousness of human life but is it because dylan roof was not touched and they took him and take a burger like I said it, when I say life there are some lives clearly that are not taken into account or as much as others right so but, I mean, but that goes back in, as last days as you were saying let's go into race um, I don't want to say racisms but race racial prejudices that affect the judgment of your mindset as you're performing duties you know that are that you have the ability to take someone's life on a daily basis. I, I think it basically it's it's also based on uh, familiarity. Like, um, I saw somebody say, "Oh, cops need to come from their own neighborhoods," and I was like, "Well, that still doesn't kind of like filter out the type of cop that you get in your own neighborhood, even if you're from there." Um, but I think that there does need to be a thing where like black people, black cops need to be in black neighborhoods where like they are actually from, you know, so that they're able to. Um, I mean, there's just more. Rec- they're not. You, I just feel like you're less likely for a black man to kill a black a black kid. I mean, I know it does happen, but I feel like if you have a guy who's from South Central, who grew up, became a cop to help his own community, he goes back to South Central. He's less likely to be the guy in the precinct to kill somebody. Eli. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I wanted I wanted to address first what you said about being tired of the protesting. So yes, and so like yes, we need not tired, leadership. just frustrated. No, I understand your frustrations. Yeah. I understand your frustrations, but also this public pressure, you know, that folks are doing by protesting by blocking what's going on in daily life by making folks confront this is constantly needed which is why i'm saying folks need to be part of these organizations like you can't be a part of it you know what i'm saying like it does us better if we sustain the pressure so when things are wrong we can we can go to the streets and hey da, 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 da. but if we're to the point where we're going to the streets and then we're also working the inside game and getting policy change and educating folks and shifting the culture so that that we won't have to deal with this 30, 40, 50 years from now. You know what I'm saying? So it's a continued work. It's a continued effort. It's always going to be a struggle. You're going to be frustrated, but, you know, that's life, right? So, I mean, we just have to just keep working and keep fighting. As far as the policing goes, um, I definitely believe that there's education that has to go on with policing as far as 
how you know policing is done it's done in a very militant way folks are seen as combatants instead of people like the fact that police have this whole you know i want to get home to thing mm-hmm. it's crazy in the sense that it's like of course you want to get home we both want to go home yeah. like we're having an interaction or whatever the case may be your situation but there's no reason the situation escalates to the point where someone's life is lost and you shouldn't go in with this mindset that it's me versus them like right. what are you talking about you're not coming home from war but that's exactly what's happening mm-hmm. right like the police are used as the armed force of the state to promote violence on poor people and most poor people based off of you know the, the institution are people of color you know or people without any economic you know background but mostly people of color and people with no economic background and things of that nature so it's like the war on poverty that's obviously here that causes problems um that we need to address poverty as a main issue that that underlines a lot of different things um that we refuse to address because greed is good in america um but to touch even on what dave was saying about police knowing um the neighborhoods that they police that would definitely bring down um crime i'm definitely a huge proponent of that as well mm-hmm. um, but also even if you're not from that neighborhood you should be able to police a neighborhood that you're not a from of because you have the respect and the understanding of right. the places you're going in there to police right like right. just because i'm not from whatever like new york i could come to new york and teach because i understand i understand the culture get to know the folks there and i wouldn't propose my way up on folks you know way of living you know just because i'm not used to it so you know i mean just to kind of like um like kind of conclude it a little bit it's like it's like so many things we could talk about um but right just give us like some i guess like your like takeaways from like all of this i mean you kind of already told we're saying like all right you should be you know how to how to kind of some self-care and things of that nature but like what like from today from this past week if you could tell us three things yeah three things (laughs) like either encouragement like whatever and then definitely where to find you how to connect with your organization got you um encouragement um joy is needed more in the time of ever so whatever you do to make yourself happy whether that's catch a movie um download the new pokemon go app and catch some pokemon (laughs) whatever it is that you do you know what i'm saying please please be joyous um we need your joy more now than ever um as far as moving forward um i'm so happy to see folks um really dedicated to actively improving all of black lives and not just some black lives or just your black life you know what i'm saying where everyone's working now to really improve the situations for everyone um it's very encouraging i understand people's frustrations with the protests but i mean hey you know it it starts it has to start somewhere and we have to continue working we have to continue grinding. so folks please please um continue it up um as far as the dream defenders um you can contact us at dreamdefenders.org um you can hit us up on twitter at, at the dream defenders um i'm not sure who's running the handle right now um it was my man steve but i'm sure steve might have someone over and i'm not really sure um shout out to steve but um yeah shout out to steve he has a beautiful him and sharika have a beautiful baby girl on the way she's gonna be a cancer super excited about it right yeah um and just shout out to y'all man appreciate y'all having me on Thank you for thank you for calling in, yo. It, it means a lot, and yeah, man. this is like Damn, a really good episode. I mean, we're, we're we're up here in New York, but it's all we we need to hear from the ears that's on the street right now, and you're saying putting in the good work. 
you know, out there. So appreciate it. I appreciate your time and your efforts out there. And you know what I'm saying, thank you. The link up has to be. It's gonna have to happen. Like because it's gonna because it's reached a boiling point right now. Right? People are fed up. Right. People are tired of seeing this action it's not even like we didn't like we we, have, we haven't just heard about it we've literally seen it with our own eyes with the video footage time after time, after right. time. and not only have we seen it but we've also seen no repercussion behind it and it keeps getting worse and no accountability for it so it, it comes to almost feels almost to us like lawlessness or at least just law not being or having the property authority that it should as you know, ironic as that might sound, but Eli, we appreciate your time, and uh, you know, thanks for joining into the to the last call. No problem. We appreciate you, bro. All right, bro. All right, appreciate y'all. All yes, right, sir. Stay safe. Peace. You stay safe. All right. It's dope, man. It's dope. Yeah. It's good yeah. stuff. Good people. I like that. Good people. Um, Dave, how do you know Eli? Um, we marched together. Now, nah, I mean, we did. We have, but um, that's been my guy since freshman year of college. Okay. Um, like I said, a lot of my friends, we've always been active in the community. Um, so it's like when it was time for Dream Defenders to, to rock up after Trayvon and go down, you know, right. go down to Central Florida, like it was time, time to go. I mean, they've been, they've had a relationship with Trayvon's mother ever since. Like she definitely holds it down. It's a good awesome. lady. Yeah, it's possible. And it's awesome. possible. To like to maintain that relationship. So it's one yeah. thing to show up, you know, when the time and the yeah, moment yeah, the spotlight no. is on, but it's another thing. No, to she's out. She's that out contact here. and maintain that. You know that yeah. she's still putting. She's it. out here all the time. Like she, a lot of the of the the the, the parents of the victims, um, they stay close to the movement. Um, I know, like Trayvon's parents, and like Trayvon's parents and Mike Brown's parents, definitely are um, like always down for any. Uh, last Martin Luther King Day, they actually came down here. We did the Martin Luther King March from up here in Harlem all the way down Lexington, down like through up uh, um, East Harlem, and all the way down to Midtown, like past the United Nations. Right. Did that march and it with a you know a nice little program at the end of it. Um, so yeah, and everybody, I mean, we did a, like a. Uh, what's called a die-in where you um lay you lay down on the right. ground and you just stand there just to represent all of the dead bodies i did that at rikers what? um a few months ago yes yeah, oh i right remember you talking about that yeah yeah that shit was it was crazy yeah. but um I, but, I mean but so but i also hear like when fab was talking to eli about having a frustration about i feel that mm -hmm. i feel that frustration because like i was saying as we got off the phone with eli like this is it's reached a boiling point right now to whereas pro protests don't seem like that's a being effective it distracts and it holds attention momentarily temporarily but the end results that we've been looking for for the past x amount of times that we've witnessed this happen they're like the end result has been the opposite one of what we've been looking for the entire yeah, time and that's because the media and right and that's why things are so different now with social media like before and this is what like i battle with with myself because growing up like i didn't know any of this was going on we didn't know like i didn't i struggle with thinking of has the world always been like this or has it gotten worse, worse right. but I one think, thing we know for sure is that social media is exposing what the real like what really is freaking going on mm -hmm. and obviously this shit has been happening for a while i mean it was only 50 years ago that right. we were like segregated right. so like or you know whatever but like 
without social media we wouldn't know what the fuck was going on right. and it's like and that's the nights that we stay up all night and we're yeah. literally on twitter yeah. watching everything transpire because cnn and definitely not f news because i won't <laughs> say their whole name that's but true. like I, and go ahead go ahead no i'm just I, saying like god bless twitter yo god bless being able to follow a story in a place that you're not so live yeah. like literally tweet by tweet and if you follow like netta d-ray are like generations activists right. it's like you you get the sto- you get the real story and i'll and i'll tell my mom and people that aren't really on twitter like yo did you know that this is happening a lot of people don't know about that An- atlanta lynching right a lot right. of people yeah, don't know found, about the I baton rouge lynching too, too, which yeah. happened the same week a lot of people don't know about these things and it's because they're not on social media right. and it's not even instagram twitter you need it it's it's because it's um it's in the 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 founders um f boogie and a couple of the, the guys who started um twitter they're saying that like yo it's a community now mm-hmm. and like in a community you have your own media and news network and within that you have that's how you get the information is like disseminated like with the lynching a lot of the news like was not covering it and that's the best thing about twitter is that if you have a i didn't see any news if you have a wide following if you have a wide following Twitter can be basically like an unfiltered amount of information and more truth than yeah. what the media is going to conjure up between dog stories and cat in the trees and some kid right. fake drowning. I mean, but know? the media's tell the story. Though. That's the unfortunate yeah. part. Right. Like, right. I literally right. like I, I mean, you won't, the narrative. you won't you won't say Fox. News. I'll say Fox News because I, I actually watch Fox News. Not to say that I watch Fox News like to visually take it in. I take it in because that's a lens. It provides a, a lens that people view their news information from and, ha- and how they translate their information mm-hmm. and how they draw their prejudices mm-hmm. and how they form their mindset right so i watched this specific for the sole reason for that and the day that it was wednesday what uh, with philando right yeah i watched vox news all day wednesday they didn't cover it one time they didn't say a word about it they flashed it on the bottom of the screen on the scroller but the whole entire time they were focused focused what the hell were they talking about listen they were talking about hillary clinton's uh so the guy the um the attorney general that covered hillary clinton that that i guess dropped the information that she wasn't going to be prosecuted but about the emails about the emails but still like said that you know she did some she had some shit that she should have paid attention to that she missed that she was negligent against grant this information didn't get to sent it out it never made it into anybody else's hands it was on a server in her base and in, in her basement seven emails out of thirty thousand this is what they covered the entire day yeah the entire day so their focus is on knocking hillary out the race basically. out of the race but it, it, that's like more important that is way more important the than short term what they view a little protest is gonna happen for a day or two. not even it's a little crazy protest, a little black life a little black life a little black life but like i said the media whatever bubble that you choose to follow will frame your mindset unfortunately for us fox is the most watched cable network news network by far doubles the numbers that cnn does damn near triples msnbc's you're talking about that's scary the whole day that's the that the and entire like megan kelly day, everybody the entire yeah. day but i believe you and this is why i think trump has a really good chance of winning exactly i don't think it's anything that you can be that you can take lightly at all at all yeah. I mean, um i think man 
all of that shit I just feel one of the main things that keeps you on the right path is like fear like the fear of God keeps you from being a super center or the fear of your mom kept you from being in the streets right. slanging hang and shit like that but unfortunately as you were as you were saying it's fear that will keep you you're talking about a segment of the country that mm-hmm. is motivated on fear fear mongering fear of a race fear of a sexuality fear mm-hmm. of a religion fear breeds hate exactly fear breeds hate but so. I mean, I feel like if the cops just had a fear of their I wish life the cops would fucking away. speak out about it. That's what I'm waiting for. The only cop we I've heard speak, to. the only cop I've heard speak out about it was this Sambo clown that was on Fox the other day talking about Sheriff David Clark. That's his name, Sheriff David Clark. He's a he's a bald Southern cowboy black cop you know what he said he said that black lives movement should be placed under the hate group yeah. classification terrorism and Fox, this is why i can't fuck with f news who's saying it's not already that they way they always find some coon ass uncle tom to represent us and it's the most frustrating thing in the fucking world but but you you just that was the first time you heard the clip of all the NYPD uh, minorities right, stepping correct, up. So definitely watch correct. that. That will make you feel a little bit better. Right. But we need more of that. Right. But and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it needs to be. This can't be the only voice that I'm hearing from an officer of the law saying that Black Lives Movement should be a hate group under you know saying the classifications of in the same category as ISIS. Like that can't be the only voice that I'm hearing from a lo- the law of authority mm-hmm. speaking out against these. I mean, they're murders. Call them what they are. They are murders. There were lives that were taken. Uh, oh man, I just I, it, it. That's the part that gets me the most is that you you do not have. If there's a bad teacher, teachers will speak out on bad teachers. If there's football players that get caught for roids, if there's uh, 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 our baseball players that get caught on steroids. Mm. The players are speaking bad about them, like you fucking asshole. You're making it, right. you're making it look bad for us. Right. This right. is one. This is a, an issue that we've had time and time and time and time and time again without hearing any voices from the laws of authority denouncing this. And I know not all cops, man. I have friends that are cops in my I mean, because town. I mean, but to them, the cops aren't bad. The cops are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. If, so if they're doing what the they're supposed to be doing, you have to call a spade a spade and says you can't do this this man is not doing his job correctly no, and that's not what i'm saying me correct that's what i'm saying when they when they're killing kids in chicago or wherever the off-duty cop who killed the little girl right Ugh. on camera motor down on camera shot into a car like nothing happened to him didn't he like i think he might have lost his job right. nothing happened to him but that's so you have know. these things like where basically what they need to happen is for fear and us to be spread of police officers because fear in us will cause us to act irrationally whether whether it's like just like cow towing to everything they say like oh god yes sir no yes, sir. sir no sir you know I'm, or I'm or if it's, I, you we have to do that though. or if it's if it's actually combating the cops out of fear um like how we're getting killed start killing them you know because that's what they really want to happen they want that to happen so that they want a civil war yeah because right now we are unprepared we are not prepared to go toe to toe now, organization, some years later, some training, I could see, like, guerrilla groups happening, and it would have to take for, like, black guys who are in the Army to stop being in the Army and fighting for the country. 
it'll be like, oh, they come to our side type thing, and they begin to help to equip, you know, our own. Just kind of like really at this point, I just want white people to leave us alone, man. That's that's really all I want. I want us to be able to live freely, even if we live on different sides of the country. Let us get north and south, like do an east to west thing or something. Like Dude. just, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> he's, he's saying this like this is his idea. Like this hasn't that didn't happen before. <laughs> I'm just saying, let us not like uh, not like the not like civil war. I'm you talking want, about like the north and the south. Evil. I just I just want us to have just live freely, man. I'm just tired of white people fucking. You know, with us, I mean, man. it's it, it like I said, it's reached a fever pitch. It's reached a point. And I didn't. I hope this is the boiling point, which forces the hand of somebody to form a policy that keeps these things from happening, without either like future training for these officers to keep these things from happening, or repercussions behind these, uh, you know, just fucked up situations happening, and um, you know, in lives that are. It, it's it's the thing that's probably bothered me the most is there is no. Um, thought or compassion or no thought about the sanctity of the life of another human beating heart and that's what it comes that's the scary part yeah right so until we have that um and and that's what led to my question to eli and to, to see like what what can we do to get some tangible results because that's what's going to need to happen mm -hmm. um for us to move forward um past this issue and it's it's going to be an ongoing issue and something that you know i'm sh I, I, unfortunately i know it's going to happen that we'll end up having to talk about this again mm -hmm. i just hope that we stop talking about it as soon as possible um so let me ask you guys a question mm -hmm. dave how many pokemons do you have mm, i only got like four right now you only got four yeah Bro, I was driving through Brooklyn today, just like <laughs> that's just a cheat code. Though. That's not fair. No, nah, but listen, it's not the easy. Driving? It's not. It is. Yeah. It, it is a little bit of a cheat code. It is. Just because the shit do be kind of close, but you know how far you gotta walk <laughs> to get the same amount of shit that somebody who's driving could get. <laughs> like the, the the checkpoints and all that shit. Like the checkpoints, know, like, yeah. God, but, you but rack up on pokeballs, yo. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I got like ninety six. Sorry, 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 guys. If you don't know, <laughs> um, Eli kind of touched on it, but um, we kind of found a way to cope with the pain. Right. Um, some of our childhoods just got rejuvenated right. with this uh, from the. Brought from the the old right fucking with the resurgence of the dirt and or the renaissance the, yeah the resurgence of Pokemon in everybody's life now no longer do we have to collect cards and spend money on collect cards we could actually be with our phones and live <laughs> through the land like live through the land live it's through the true. land oh it's so true <sighs> like no matter where you go like and I don't know how they did it if they use shots from Google Earth is that how they did it I'm sure I think that but they had somebody survey this shit they didn't just but like randomly bro, or maybe they used the algorithm to map it out throughout the city maybe I think maybe even you can set I think maybe you can set like if you wanted to set if we wanted to set yeah, yeah, well, bench you, outside as a spot well, then we, yeah. Yeah, we could set that as a spot well, well that's what that, yeah. remember did you guys get the article I sent to you in the yeah, email yeah, yeah. somebody did that so and lured so you can do it. Okay. people yeah, and robbed a 11 people yeah you wow. can set a, you can set a beacon where people can Read meet up with emails. you wow no I, I read it I was, <laughs> I was driving as well no. trying to catch this ratatata nah this whole Pokemon situation <laughs> just can't one please don't pokey drive <laughs> Two, it's just so crazy this generation is so nostalgic everything's coming back every all the music on the radio is sampled everything is like has happened already before it's like the freaking twilight zone but i remember the pokemon. first time pokemon was getting 
introduced into America because I got a VHS in the mail. And I don't know if you guys got this, but I got a no. VHS in the mail and it was like, you know, you popped it in and it was like a promo video of some sort. You popped it in and it was like the pilot of Pokemon and they gave you a couple cards and I was like, what is this? Like, I had a whole binder. I have a holographic Mewtwo okay. in my room as we speak. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's real. It's real. it's real. I played the blue Pokemon. That's worth, that's worth money. What folks. color did y'all Fire play? Fire and ice. I actually had, I started off with the regular, then I, I started off with the red, then I got the yellow. Mm, I did blue. The Pikachu yellow. edition, and I had the fucking, I got the yellow goddamn special fucking Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, I was on it. I was on it. I used to hustle kids out of their fucking Pokemon cards back in fucking fourth grade. I remember that shit. I don't remember when the TV show came on. I just remember the first episode. I remember and then just watching them all. And then just like fucking sitting up in the morning on Saturdays and watching that and Digimon. Mm. And um, Beyblades. And then Yu-Gi-Oh. Ooh, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Yu-Gi-Oh card game was better than the Pokemon card Yeah, and it had that fucking cool-ass goddamn arm thing, yo. (laughs) (laughs) The cool-ass arm thing. And it was like, it had like, it was dealt with a lot of like Egyptian mythology. That shit was You're kind of dressed like Ash right now. Hey, I... Yo, deadass, I, I was looking for that hat, though. I absolutely co-signed. I definitely I um, was looking for that the, um, the Ash hat on goddamn on eBay. Right. So well, it's going to be popping right now. I mean, the thing with okay, so the thing with Pokemon is, and even Digicel, and, uh, I said Digicel. Digicel, wow, you're mad Caribbean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but with Yu-Gi-Oh! and Beyblade, so I never watched any of those. Even, even Pokemon, I might have watched like a few episodes. Not even Gundam? You never watched no, Gundam? I never watched Gundam, never what? Gundam. So listen, but I worked in a toy store, so that's how I Oh, you was a bitch. I know. I, yeah, I'm a bitch because I worked in a toy store and didn't watch Digimon and, and Yu-Gi-Oh. You're no, right. I'm saying you a bitch because you had access to all that I shit. I did. The little, you <laughs> get the little the booster thing. packs, the five-card packs. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. They would yeah, all sell. Yeah, yeah. I have to restock. The three to five joint, you get a three-pack or you get a five-pack. Ooh, son. Yeah. So. What was that turtle one? That was in all of them shits. Bubba, no. You're talking about um, Squirtle. Squirtle. Squirtle was in all them packs. Yeah, I saw somebody on <laughs> I had Twitter like was 40 like forty Squirtles. Because you know, do you remember in the beginning you could choose if you wanted um, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, or, or Charmander. Charmander? That was like yeah. your first Pokemon. Oh yeah, that's low key how the game is set up too. The foundation. But um, but, yeah, you well, can, yeah, those are the first. Yeah, things. I picked the Charmander because I'm a real nigga. Because Charizard is like the one of the rawest, rawest, the rawest, the raw. <laughs> oh, every dime. <laughs> I've never. God damn it, Ty! I've, I've um, <laughs> I didn't. I played the video game. I, I did play the video game a little bit, but I didn't go crazy. I think I might got my level to like thirty six or something like that, okay. and then just stop. Yeah. But I mean, I've so. But the thing. Okay, so here's the thing with Pokemon. To me, it's the perfect example of a product. Um, that's Jones effect. Like it, the Jones effect in selling terms is it's one of the four impulse factors, but it's. Like you buy something because your friends have it, or you buy something because you oh, see somebody like else. Oh, keeping up with the Joneses. Exactly, keeping nice, up with the Joneses. Nice. Yeah. So I think it's one of those items because all I saw was for the past forty-eight hours, seventy-two hours, people talking about this damn Pokemon game, whether it be through memes or just with snapshots or just jokes and shit like that. So I, I, I had, I'm in like three or four group conversations where it all came yeah. up. My man said he, he like literally jumped over his fence to try and catch a Bulbasaur. People are wilding. People are literally wilding. Man, with that weak ass and it's fucking hilarious. vine attack. 
So I mean it's it's prevalent. So um if you got the Pokemon game, uh, if you ha- if you don't got it, I suggest you go download it. Yeah. If you want to look like a fool, I don't have it. Around. Bruh, I, was oh, I was on. I was on. You got it. It's taking mad data. Everybody's phone plans are going all the way up. I like, mean, uh, get that Sprint, you get that unlimited joint, and you get no service. There was a, work just fine. There was a Zubat. <laughs> I got ninety four fucking Pokeballs. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Lit. See that's bullshit. Lit. There was a Zubat on Fortieth and Broadway. And I'm like sitting there with my phone, like trying to throw this shit, cause you know it's it's, it's not like the ones on the ground. Like bro, you gotta, I can't catch the fucking bird, what? bro, because they be fucking moving. You gotta get okay. Wait, so is you, that the one on your steering wheel? Yes. How did you not be able to catch it? I that? can't catch them with all the other ones. I throw the ball, just bounce off their head, and they whoop. Is it because you're not the right level? I've listen. I've tried in my car. I've tried out of my car. I literally. Like I was, I was just leaving my house to go to the gym the other day, and it, like it came up. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna catch this nigga. I literally parked my car to the side of the road, <laughs> got out of my car to try and catch this. What is the? I don't know what the bat's name. I forget it is. But Not I still, the bat. Or was it the, the, the one that's flying with the? That's yeah, the, the purple only one, one that's flying. Yeah, the, purple the purple one. Yeah, yeah Zubat. That's the one I was trying to get. Yeah, I still haven't caught him. Like three times it come up, and I'm just sitting. Motherfucker. I cannot believe we're fucking 20 <laughs> in our high 20s, early 30s, talking about catching yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. It's like the craziest thing, but at the same time, it makes me happy. Yep. But it's really dude. fucking crazy. Tell hey, I still watch anime. So. That anime is a whole genre. Yeah. That's different. There's anime porn. Like, Whoa. this is fact, Pokemon. I, 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 I have ran across <laughs> it. I don't necessarily. We don't have to take it there. Watch it. <laughs> because Asian that. people are nasty. <laughs> the the Asian nerds that make that fucking shit, the hentai porn, you, those guys you know, are. These are a lot of nasty. words I don't know. Yeah. Listen, Final Fantasy was mad sexual. Yeah, I love I, Final I Fantasy. I play though. Final Fantasy. They're going to do a live, just watch a live action of that. They're doing a live action of that, though. Um, I mean, we guys watching anything this week? Um, let me think. Uh, when does Power come back? It's that soon, comes right? On comes on Sunday. Sunday. This Sunday? Yeah. Oh, bitch! They moved it from Saturday to Sunday. I'm glad they did because it was like either you go out or you don't and watch, and watch Power. Power. And I had no problem staying and watching. Power. But you remember they they made it so that it was made, it was like available starting at twelve o'clock. Yeah, on on, like uh, on demand whatever, yeah. on on the stars on demand. Um. Yeah, oh, I watched. Coming back. I started watching the episodes to catch up to, uh, to get ready for it. I watched um, Bleacher Report did this uh, documentary on Michael Vick. Oh, I heard about it. I've seen the, I've seen some of the previews for it. Like I know Wayne is in it. I know yeah. um, Donovan McNabb. Yeah, Donovan McNabb's in. There's mad people and they like it, it chronicles the. Oh, did you watch it? Yeah. How long was it? So wait, Aaron Brooks is his cousin. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes, that's how he got like put on. Like that's, yeah. that's his cousin. His cousin made him play football mm-hmm. more. Um, yeah, and, and his brother. It's cool. It just really um, in the climate that we're, the racial climate that we're going on right now. It really pissed me off. Because, like, one of the ladies who helped break the story was, like, this white correspondent from... And she was like, this is horrible. Somebody literally um, compared it to child abuse or killing a child, uh, which was, you know... So, if you don't know, like, Vic got in trouble. Michael Vick was a probably the most, like, prevalent quarterback at the time. Um, the highest paid player in the NFL. Um, and he went to jail for having dogfighting happening on his house and stuff that happened... Like in 2001 um, He went away for like Two years for that Two but, years he did two So years. the documentary About Bleacher in prime, Report In the prime In the prime Of his career Like he peak. He would be known as Like the greatest ever In my opinion If he had not gone to jail 
Um, I mean, he would. Oh man, such a sad story. Yeah, he was. I mean, he is one of the greatest uh, college quarterbacks of all time. But um, yeah. So it's a, it's kind of about. I'm gonna him. check it out. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, it's crazy. Check, I might check out when it's I go crazy. home because I I saw the previews leading up to it. And you know him and, and Iverson are from the got, same projects. I know. Watching yeah. uh, watching like the highlight tapes of Vic going crazy just mm. brought me back yeah. like nostalgia to yeah. Madden 2004 when I used to get. Crazy, <laughs> like yeah. it was cheap. You couldn't be Vic because yeah. it was just cheap. That was my freshman year in high school. I definitely remember that shit. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so check that out, um, folk. Uh, the uh, I mean, is I know it's available on Bleacher Report. Is it available like on demand? Um, or? so they they're releasing like each little eight to fifteen minute segment. There's like five of them. Okay, they're releasing them like day to day. But I downloaded the Bleacher Report app. And it's streaming the whole streaming. thing. Okay, because I, so I, I, yeah, I, I watched it on my phone. You can watch it on your iPad or something like that. Yeah. So Bleacher Report has an app. You probably have it if you're in the sports or whatever. You can just download it off of that. All right, but um, for free. So you know we definitely check that out because I definitely will check that out before the end of the night. Shout out to Mike Vick, my boy, black quarterbacks. Move y'all. Um, Fuck you, Marcus Vick. <laughs> <laughs> Waste. Marcus. Marcus was the little brother who was just yeah. as athletic, but just dumb. Just dumb There's a couple of stupid. the brother stories out there. We'll yeah. just leave it at that. The Jordan brothers are trash. Um, cheers to that. Um, <laughs> closing up. Um, you know, shout out to Modelo for blessing us with the surveys I saw over the, the um, you know. Uh, harder conversations to have but more honest conversations that we have and you know if you listen to all of it um you know it you probably took in some good information because i definitely did um check out eli and the um dave what's the specific name of his group the, uh, the dream, dream, defenders. dream defenders i mean can we put this in like whenever it'll we, be in the um yeah they'll be in the comments in the writings yeah okay cool we'll be put all his yeah. connects definitely reach out to them if you're looking for yeah. organization organization right. to join yeah. so big up to all my people the dream defenders especially my man phil aka umi and steve and eli their guys are doing good work down there in florida man yeah and i mean even for those guys and other guys not affiliated with them that are still you know doing yeah, work everybody, everybody. Black, everybody the black lives yeah. matter movement D-Ray, Netta, uh, New York, they have the New York Justice League. Um, Carmen is over that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of good things happening. Make sure you reach out to your local like community center. I'm, Twitter could help you find any fucking thing. So. Sure. Yeah. Um, between Twitter and Google, Uncle G, they'll never let you down. Um, yeah, but closing out, you know, it's been a great conversation, a lively one. Uh, we encourage you to you know, listen and then after you listen, participate and because I mean, communication and dialogue, um, that's going to be, you know, it's necessary if we're going to want to reach results uh, that, you know, we've been looking for, um, but results that should, I mean, it shouldn't even be results. It should be just um, equal rights. And um, I mean, it's closing out. Uh, the last thing I want to say is, you know, Thanks for Dave and Fab coming through. Fab, happy birthday. Thank um, you. Another year. Uh, we made it. We're going to turn up. Hopefully, you come out to the beach on Sunday. We're going to find out. Um, but, yeah. So, last week, I talked about, um, you know, embracing your L's, right? And being able to take those in stride because those are what's going to make you better and what's going to build your character. This week, I'm going to tell you to, after you get past those L's, um, and you reach those moments of achievement where you feel like you've accomplished something, know that you haven't accomplished anything. Um, 
we'll strike that. I don't want to say you haven't accomplished anything, but you've accomplished a rung on the ladder. You haven't gotten to the top of the ladder. Uh, keep going. Keep flowing. Um, don't get complacent because complacency will let allow you to get comfortable. And if you get comfortable, then you're not growing and you're not becoming better. Um, with that said, um, closing out here in the bar. Ty, thank you for another episode. I'm about to attack this burger that we got. Well, I literally, if y'all heard how pissed off I was, trust me, I was ten times more pissed off than I was sounding on this microphone <laughs> about not getting my jerk Ken chicken. Was pacing. Yeah, but we got some food over here. So, um, with that said, uh, you know, I'm Ken. I'm Fab. And I'm Dave. And if you listen to the last call podcast. Cheers. Bye 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 bye. Was that good? Was that good? Yeah.